and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. The podcast to get raw and real about running an online business, living life as an entrepreneur, and figuring it all out as you go. After creating seven figures in my first three years as a coach, doing what I love every single day, I truly believe that you deserve the money, joy, and life of your dreams. I hope to inspire you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Welcome back to the Fully Free Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to one of my favorite people on the internet, Ellie. Hi, Ellie. Hi, stop it. You're making me blush. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Ellie has been in my mastermind. I literally love her. She's just, you guys are going to love her. She has a great story. She talks about incredible, we're going to talk about getting to six figures, not hustling, not burning out. Mm -hmm. And I'm just a big fan of you and your brand. Like, I just think it's, you're beautiful. Your brand's beautiful. It's just, I'm like a fangirl. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it again. You are making me blush, (laughs) but thank you. That means a lot. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Of course. So, um, let's start with the basics. Tell people in your own words, who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as you just said, I am Ellie or Ellie May. A lot of people know me as online. Um, I'm a business coach. If you can't tell from my accent, I am from Australia and I help women to create five figure months or six figure years working 20 hours or less per week. No hustling, no burning out, just ease, flow, magic, and just total and utter alignment. And it is like my favorite thing to do and just favorite thing to talk about. So I'm really excited to dive in today. Oh my God. I love that. So I, what I always want to know is how did you even get into being a coach? Like, just tell us how you, like, how did you discover this? How did you figure out it was for you? Like, that's what I want to know. A little bit of that story. Yeah. So I guess I've always been a little bit entrepreneurial. Cause like, if we took it back to the very beginning, short version, because I do have a tendency to ramble. Short version is like 15. I um, was in high school, started photography. I started photographing weddings and families and portraits and all sorts of stuff. Followed that through when I got a job after high school. And then I eventually found that photography just, it wasn't my passion anymore. And I wanted to move into something more online. So I started a blog and then it was a lifestyle blog flopped. It was not good. My life is so boring. And I was like, this is just not it. So I stopped lifestyle blogging and I got into beauty blogging. Cause at that time I like fell in love with makeup and skincare and hair care, mostly makeup, but all the above. And so I created an Instagram account, grew that to like 18,000 followers, which was pretty cool. Worked with some amazing brands and had a blog, like I said, that had like a lot of traffic and it was really well, um, going really well. And then basically kind of like I did with the photography where I felt that like intuitive knowing of like, this just isn't it. I decided to take what I learned through blogging and through growing my own Instagram and social media to turn it into more of 
I guess back then I didn't realize that it was coaching, but it was. And so I was giving lots of tips and educating um, my audience and growing my following in helping people to grow their own blogs and their own social media following. Basically that turned into me becoming a social media manager. Um, So I worked really hard on building up my side hustle. I took that full time as a social media manager and also did some brand photography at the same time, which was fun. And then probably maybe six months into being full-time in business, um, I realized again, an intuitive knowing this just isn't it. And then that's when I realized what I truly want to be doing is not just doing the work for my clients, you know, like social media management where you're actually doing it and like getting in amongst it. I really wanted to mentor and I really wanted to teach and to support and to hold people accountable and to like be there for them every step of the way as they do it in their own time and on their own journey. And that's when I decided to start working with side hustlers because, you know, from the time that I offered my first social media management service until I went full-time in business, that was only like four months. So, you know, in terms of like how quick I went full-time, that stage of my business journey was like really quick. So I just wanted to help women to do the same thing, to like quit their jobs, get rid of the nine to five forever and like be their own bosses. And so I got into coaching in early, what year was that? 2019. And yeah, since then it's evolved. And now I'm really working with women to take it to that next level into the six figure years, the five figure months. And it's just, yeah, it's been a journey. It's been amazing though. Wow. So you're just going into like year I guess it would technically be year three, huh? You coached all of 2019, all of 2020, and now you're going into your third year. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. You're, you're a badass. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So, okay. That's how you got into coaching, which we have different journeys of getting into coaching, but it reminds me of mine because it's like, I won't share my story right now, but it's like, there were little, it was just like taking kind of baby steps without knowing that I was taking mm-hmm. any steps towards becoming a coach. Cause I didn't even know it existed. And whenever yeah. I end up sharing my story, especially on podcasts, it's like, it always just reminds me like follow the nudges. And when it's time, it's time. And you just know uh-huh. it's going to be scary. Oh, yeah. It's like, I think it's so cool when you have the chance to think back and be like, wow, literally everything led me to here because I bet I can trace it back farther, but I can trace back starting my coaching business all the way to like high school breakup, needing to get switched yeah. class. It's a whole another story for another day, but like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Everything is yeah. happening for us, leading us to what we're meant to be doing. I love it. Absolutely. And you, you are right. Like you get those intuitive nudges of, like I said, like, Hmm, like this isn't it. And it's like, it can show up in so many ways. Like for me, it was just, you know, um, lacking creativity and creating content and like thinking about other ideas and dreaming about like, Oh, what if I did this? And what if I did that? And of course, like our ego comes up with all the like, no, you're not good enough for that. And you can't do that. And it's just like, shut up. I'm just going to go for it. And it's like trusting the intuitive nudges, but also like having the, I don't know how to say it any better, but like having the balls to actually like go for it and pursue it when you get that intuitive nudge. I totally agree. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So if you're willing to be very transparent with us, Mm. how long did it take you? It's kind of like a two in one question. How long did it take you to get to five figure months in your coaching business? And how long did it take you to get to six figures? 
Oh, good question. So six figures happened within the first 12 months of me being full-time in business. So that happened pretty quick. Um, oh, I don't even know what the actual month was of my first five-figure month, um, but it happened in that first year as well. So it was in the first 12 months of me going full-time in business. Taking into consideration, like I said, I was a social media manager for the first six months of that year. Right. And then I switched into um, coaching the last six months of that first year. So for about six months of my coaching journey, um, then I hit the the five-figure months in that stage. I think it was about halfway. So maybe like nine months into my business or like eight months-ish. That's amazing. Okay. So basically you're really good at what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Tell us a little bit, like, what did your first year of coaching look like in that? I mean, your first year was your first year getting to six figures. So like, I don't know if there's any like stories that stand out or like, but just tell us like, what did it look like? Cause I guarantee there's people listening who are like, Mm. they probably don't even realize it, but they're in that phase right now. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh, totally. And I, I remember the feeling so distinctly of like, even just when it comes back to me deciding I wanted to hit six figures, like I remember, like I have so many amazing business friends and I remember sharing, like, I think I just want to hit six figures in my first year. And they're all like, what? Like, that's crazy. Like they weren't like downplaying it and being like, don't do it, Ali. Like you're nuts. But it was like, are you crazy? Like, oh my gosh. Like normally people do that after like three years in business. Like that's amazing. Like go for it. And I thought, oh, isn't this what everyone does? Like, doesn't everyone just want to like go into business and just like go for gold from the very beginning? And I think that just comes back to my personality. And when I do something, I'm like, I'm doing this. Like I'm so in on this. So for me, even when I decided to hit the goal, I had no idea how it was going to happen. Like no idea. You know, I thought I'm going to make six figures. And I was like, is that even possible? I didn't even have my like pricing set in order for me to be able to hit it. But I just like had this knowing, again, this intuitive knowing that hitting six figures was going to be my thing. It was going to be like, yep, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm just going to hold the faith and I'm just going to go for it. And obviously like that's the best energy to be in with any goal, really money or not. But, um, I just held the faith and I just went for it. And then when it comes to like the actual experience of it, I think for me, a lot of the lessons that I learned along the way were what allowed me to hit six figures. So, you know, lessons in the types of clients I take on and the clients of uh, the types of clients that I don't take on, the types of boundaries that I need to have in place that maybe I didn't earlier on. Even just with pricing, you know, when I first became a coach, I, you know, like you said before, like had no idea what coaching really was. So I worked with a coach back at that stage and you know, I very much gave my power away in a sense of like, what do you think the price should be? What do you think the package should be? How should I position it? Like I didn't trust myself. And I know it's easy when you are like pivoting or like just getting into something, it's easy to, you know, not know the answer and think that, oh, well, someone else must know. But I really wish that back at that stage, I had have just trusted myself just that tiniest bit more in like pricing and saying no to the wrong fit clients because you know, there were some experiences like, for example, taking on clients that like pushed boundaries hardcore and, you know, didn't respect my time, didn't respect my energy. I heavily undercharged myself, which I think has a lot to do with attracting those clients. I think they kind of go hand in hand. So I guess for me, 
throughout that year of like going to six figures, as I look at my income, you know, going up and up and up each month, it was the more that I like put my desires first and trusted myself and like built my self-confidence that like whatever I do is correct because it's what I truly desire to do. The more I did that, the more my income raised. And so it's like, I learned that in my first year, but that's something I still take through business now is like, anytime I'm doubting myself, I'm like, no, like we need to get back into that full self-trust of like what's meant to be will be. And then that's when the income flows. So that was a really big thing for me in, in being able to hit six figures. And also I wanted to quickly mention, I thought that like hitting six figures, cause you know how it works out to like what is it like 8,300 a month or something for 12 Mm -hmm. months in order to get it. I was like in January, I think I made like $5,000 and I was like, I'm not going to hit six figures. (laughs) And then like, you know, of course, like a couple months later, it was like 13 K, 17 K, 15 K. And so I was like, Oh, like that 5k month totally doesn't matter. So if anyone's listening and you're like, I really want to hit six figures in 2021, but like, I'm not on track right now. That shit does not matter. You can totally still hit six figures or multiple six figures even if you have a low month with, I mean, Taylor, you're like the perfect example of this with 2020 and you having the 11 K month. I remember that. And then you went on to have like 50 K and hundred K months. So that stuff does not matter. <laughs> and it was the same thing in the first year of my business. It was like, okay, month one, signed my first client. And then it wasn't until month two that I signed the second. And then it wasn't until month three that I signed the third. And it's like, uh-huh. I don't know why I was crazy enough to still go for the goal, but I was, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. And it, it sounds similar to your story too. It's like part of yeah. the gift was that you were crazy enough to think you could do it. <laughs> you know, totally. that's beautiful. And you really went for it. And yeah, I feel like we have a lot of similarities on our journey mm. of lessons that we learned and, and things like that. Definitely, um, boundaries and taking on mm-hmm. the right clients and not giving your power away. Oh yeah. Big one. Yeah. Like Huge here's what I want to ask from your perspective. It's like, I think what can be hard is it's like, well, if I haven't done the thing I want to do yet, like sign a client at that rate or hit five figure months or whatever, right? How do I trust myself to know what it actually takes to get there? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's something that will always show up in business. Like at every new level, it's like, there's something new you're wanting to achieve. There's a new goal. There's a new income level. There's a, yeah. Like you said, like you raise your rates. It's like signing that first client at that new rate. It feels a bit like, I know it'll happen, but like, how do I actually know it will happen? And I think it is just like, it's a matter of almost just trusting that like everything is working without you having to micromanage it. And I think micromanaging is something that we all kind of struggle with, especially in the beginning when, you know, you are getting started with everything, but it's just like trusting that even if it's not the strategy, even if it's not, you know, the amount of times you show up and how consistent you are on Instagram stories. And if you've priced it perfectly, it's just like trusting that if you're truly like in love with what you're doing and like you truly are lit up every single day, prioritizing, like living your life, loving your life and just being your authentic self and showing that to your audience. It's almost like, of course it's going to happen. Like there's, there's no way that it, it couldn't possibly happen. If you're pulling up, you know, your end of the bargain by being yourself, loving your life, all of those things. And of course, still putting your offers out there because you can't just sit around and like manifest the clients or manifest the money without doing the work as we all know. 
but it's like this healthy balance between showing up, being consistent and doing the work. And then also like doing the mindset work, believing in yourself, all of that. And just knowing that if you're doing your side of it, it's like, well, of course the universe has your back. Like, of course it's going to happen. Like there's no reason why it can't. And it's just in those moments where you doubt yourself or when you think, oh my God, like I'm crazy for going for this. Like you said, with your goal, like you were crazy enough to be able to do it. And I think that's what it takes to be an entrepreneur is to be crazy and be like, I got no idea how this is going to happen, but I'm just going to go for it. I know. I totally agree. You have to be like a little crazy, a little delusional. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know that question of like, well, who am I to do this? Like, I don't Mm. know, crazy enough to go for it. Like, yeah. That's a thing. It just, it works out for those who will really go for it. And you know, you and I both do, everyone deals with fear, but yeah. gosh, yeah. Going for it, trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know what I think is you've got to give trusting yourself a shot Yeah, <laughs> and you learn. And like another question I hear a lot is like, well, how do I know the difference between intuition and fear? Right. Mm-hmm. And I found that part of that was like, practicing trusting myself and then being able to reflect and be like, yeah. Oh, that was spot on. My, I, I, that was my intuition. It was right. I'm a genius yeah. <laughs> or like, uh-huh. okay, that was, that was a mistake. That was definitely my fear. And I can see, and I think part of that is like also being willing to go first and make mistakes because that's yeah. where you learn what I call million dollar lessons. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's another part of being like an entrepreneur is, you know, not only willing to be crazy, but it's like willing to fail and like willing to make mistakes. I don't think anything's really failure, but like, you know what I mean? It's like willing to put yourself on the line and to risk it and to go for what you really want. Cause I think that's one thing that has helped me a lot. And I always say to my clients is like, what's the driving force? Like, like, why, why are you in business? Like, why do you want to make all this money? Why do you want to have this time freedom? And it's just understanding like in your life, like if you put your business aside in your life, what do you truly desire? And if it is to, you know, like me, have more time in the garden and painting your house and playing with your dogs and planning a wedding. And, you know, eventually when I have kids, like I want to be there for all those experiences. So for me, my driving force in taking those risks and being willing to like make the mistakes in order for me to grow and to learn that's a huge part of it. Like I always come back to my desires and think if I truly want to live that life, if I truly want to have that freedom, make that money impact all those women's lives. Like I have to be willing to take this risk. I have to be willing to fail in order to succeed and in order to grow. So it's like going crazy, like going, you know, doing the crazy side of things, but also being willing to like put it all on the line to go for what you truly want. Cause it always works out. I love that. So we're already seeing that you definitely have a big side of your business and coaching your clients that is inner work, intuition, the energetics, which I love. Mm-hmm. But I know that you're also like me in the sense that we we see the value in both. So I want to ask from your experience, especially getting to six figures and answering mm-hmm. this however you want, how much of it was strategy and how much of it was what we'll just call inner work. Yeah. I think majority of it was inner work in terms of strategy. I mean, I mean, if I gave it a percentage, I'd probably say like 60 to 70% was probably the inner work. Cause there was a lot for me to do there. 
but um, the rest of it was definitely strategy. In terms of, you know, when it comes to strategy, I think it's just keeping it simple with strategy. I'm not talking about real complex sales funnels and all of that shit. I mean, like keeping it simple in terms of, I really got specific in like, who is my ideal client? Like, who is she? What does she struggle with? What's she thinking about every day? Like, how does she feel when she wakes up in the morning? What's her biggest desire? All of that stuff. Not on like a real surface level that I I learned, you know, when I first got into coaching and had no idea what I was doing. It's like, how old is she and where does she live? And what are her hobbies? I'm like, this shit surely doesn't matter. <laughs> so I'm glad I got like below the surface with that. That was a huge part of the strategy was identifying like, okay, who is my ideal client and what does she need to hear from me today? And it was showing up and just sharing that. Um, another really big part of the strategy was just like, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand with the inner work was when I was putting together offers, it was a balance of, okay, you know, like I said earlier, starting to think about my income goals and starting to think about is me pricing it at, you know, price A going to get me to my income goals or is pricing it at price B that maybe is a little bit higher and is a little bit scarier, but it's going to get me to my income goal. Which one am I going to choose? And it was like, you know, I talk a lot with my clients about becoming our next level, like our CEO selves, AKA like our higher selves. And so for me, it was like stepping into that CEO version of me and being like, no, the CEO version of Ali would totally go for option B and like be a little bit scared to charge a higher rate and be a little bit nervous about if anyone's going to join, but also do the inner work and trust that it's going to happen. And of course, magically it did. The clients did show up and the clients did book and I did end up hitting six figures because of it. So I think a lot of it was like in the strategy sense of things, it was a lot about getting to know my ideal client and all of those things, and then creating the content, creating the offers and all of that to match that person and to match my energy as well. Cause I don't like complex things in business. I don't like complex anything. I always say that to my clients. I'm like, I, if there's an easier way to do it, I'll do it. Like what is the path of least resistance? I'm there. Like sign me up, put me on it. Please check me in. Path of least resistance is my favorite thing. I love that. And it's finding that balance, right? Between like, okay, this is the path of least resistance and it's going to mean I have to charge a little bit more and that's a little scary, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's what's aligned. And now I get to yeah. use all those spots in the simplest way, which we'll talk about in a little bit is probably a big part of how you're able to work 20 hours a week and help your clients hit five figure months and six figure years in like yeah. 20 hours a week or whatever they're desiring for their schedule, which Mm -hmm. I think it's so cool because it's one thing to get there through like hustling and working really hard and like basically (laughs) sacrificing your entire life for it versus Mm -hmm. like getting to have it all. And I've watched you this past year, like all those things you mentioned, it's like planning your wedding, painting your, your sunroom, right? That's what you were painting. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Yeah. (laughs) Doing your office, like just having fun and gardening. And like, I love that about you. And, and I, and I think that's what so many people are craving, but there's just this fear of like, I mean, I'm sure there's limiting beliefs there too and worthiness. And there's also just like this Mm. doubt in society. I think that like, yeah, possible. It's almost like we, we think that there's some law saying like, but if you're going to make good money, you've got to sacrifice your life and work really really hard. It's not true. Nah, nah. And, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, I know for a fact, I did not go into business to work just as hard as I did in a nine to five. Like, and even if it means making more money and working from home, like I still don't want to work that many hours. It's just not what I want to do. 
And that's what I mean when I say like, know, know your desires, like understand your why behind it. Cause that's like the biggest driving force for me. And don't get me wrong. Like every now and then I will slip back into like hustling and then I'll go, Oh, Ali, like you're burning out. Like, why are you doing this? Like, this is not why you started your business. And just reminding myself of that. It's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to take the rest of the week off and just chill out and take the pressure off. Cause I think there is a lot of pressure from, you know, society and it's totally normal. We've been brought up that way. Like literally for generations, we've been taught that like working hard equals making money. So it's natural for us to go into business and all of a sudden feel Monday to Friday, some people Monday to Sunday, full of tasks for our business. And half the time it's just fluff. Like if I was to be real with you, like half the time clients come to me, they're like, I'm working so many hours. You know, I like, I I don't know how you do it. Like, how do you drop to 20 hours? I'm like, well, write down everything you do in your business, cross out anything that doesn't really need to be done. Outsource what you can with what, you know, the resources you have now, gradually increase it and only do the stuff that's actually moving your business forward, making you money. And it's actually shit you genuinely enjoy. Cause that's the biggest issue is like when people go into business, they think they have to do, you know, a hundred things. When in reality, there's probably only 10 things or 20 things that are really going to move their business forward, make an impact, get them seen, make them money, change lives and truly feel fulfilled. But they're like filling it with the other 80% because they think that that's what they have to do. When you could literally just go to your to-do list right now and cross off a heap of shit that you don't need to do. And magically you'd be working 20 hours a week. (laughs) That's the secret. (laughs) I love it. Well, it it's like the 80-20 rule, right? Which I know so many people talk mm. about, but um, specifically like Kate Northrup's Do Less book, it's she talks about this. And I I think we've all heard about the 80-20 rule and we hear about how it applies to like nearly everything. And I don't yeah. know, I never really got it. Like I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. But yeah. when I read her book and I was like, I, I was pregnant, like going to have my baby. So it's like, I was taking this whole do less thing real serious because mm-hmm. I was forced to do less, um, yep. but it just resonated. And it, it's like, she says, you know, 20% of what you're doing right now is getting you 80% of your results. So yeah. just get rid of the other 80% that you're doing. And it's yep. like a lot of the people saying they're working really hard. It's like, they're the ones trying to do Pinterest and blogging and they have a group and they run a business page and they're trying to do their own Mm -hmm. ads. And like they're doing, for some reason they're trying to create YouTube videos. And it's like, you can, I know it's so hard to admit because I I feel like nobody wants to do this for some reason, but you can utilize one platform and grow your business. And then if you want to bring all the other stuff in, cool. But like, wow. Like it's Mm -hmm. literally the other thing people say is like, that is throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing if it'll stick. It's like, well, let's just stop throwing it on the wall and let's just do (laughs) one thing and make it work because I think any of them can work. Um, so just, you're going to be so much more effective if you go all in on one or two things. Absolutely. It's just simplifying it. Like it really is simplifying it. Like that's one of my favorite, um, quotes I heard from, I think it was Marie Folio. Maybe she says simplify to amplify. And I heard that and I was like, and I was like, what? Like, what do you mean simplify to amplify? And like, as I, you know, really like molded over in my mind, I was like, that makes so much sense. Like all I've been doing, you know, from the very beginning of my business was like simplifying to amplify. So it's like scratch back all of the stuff that you really don't need, like cross it off, outsource it, eliminate it, 
all of that stuff. Keep it simple. Like people always ask me, you know, what do you do in a week? Like what's an average day look like for you? What's an average week? I'm like, I just really check in with my clients, create content, sell my offers. I love showing up on Instagram stories. It's like my favorite place. As you said, that's where you see me like painting and gardening and stuff. Mm -hmm. And other than that, like that's kind of it for business is just like creating offers, creating content, supporting my clients. I keep it that simple. And then, you know, I have a podcast manager. I have an assistant. I have a Pinterest manager that does all that stuff. Cause whilst they're things that I would love to do myself, I'm sure of it. Cause I enjoy them. It's also like, but is that worth my time and my energy when I truly want to be living my life and gardening and playing with the dogs and painting the house and planning a wedding? So it's like prioritizing what's truly important to you and what truly lights you up and going for that rather than, you know, everything else. Can I just ask on a side note, and a lot of people might not care about this if they're just getting to know you, when's the wedding? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, It's next January. So originally we were meant to get married um, on the 16th of Jan this year, but it'll be January next year in 2022. Cause we wanted to, um, we're actually getting married at our house. So we wanted to Aww. renovate it, get the garden looking beautiful. And, um, yeah, we're going to get married here. So I'm very excited. Picked out my dress and everything. Ooh. I know you got your dress. I cannot wait to see photos. You're going to be oh. so beautiful as a bride. Oh my oh. gosh. I can't wait. Stop it. How exciting. It's like, you get to spend all your extra time. Like I just say, like, being, like, fiancé and fiancé, being engaged, it's, like, such a special time. So yeah. it's, like, you get to know now that you're spending the next, like, year, like, pretty much exactly, being engaged, being fiancés, like, loving every minute of it, mm-hmm. beautifying your garden even more. I, yeah. I'm just excited for you. And it's, like, focusing on that as you grow your business. Yeah. Which, I know you are, but it's like permission to everyone, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. And yeah. I love, I wrote it down when you said it, that you said, um, about your first blog, you're like, well, that didn't work out. Cause my life is so boring, but that's why <laughs> yeah. so many people think their coaching business can't work out. Like so many yep. tell me that about Instagram specifically, like it's so hard for me to do Instagram stories. My life is so boring. <laughs> yeah. I hear that all the time. I'm like, um, hello. Like I just garden and paint my house and like, I'm planning a wedding, which yeah, don't get me wrong. Like is exciting. I've been like busting to do that for ages, right. but my life's boring. I just share my dogs and my cup of tea and stupid boomerangs of what I'm doing throughout the day. Like, and the funny thing is, is that all the things that I think are boring, but I share them are always the things that people message me and be like, Oh my God, I love that. Like, I love that your office is pink. I love that you wear pajama pants and leggings every day. I love that you wear like bed socks and Ugg boots when you work, like all those quirky little things that I think are, you know, quote unquote boring are the things that people love. So yeah, you just got to get over that little hump and be like, oh, well, people will love it. I'm sure of it. Right. And like, I don't know. I think what's really cool is I just feel like when I first started coaching this, the sphere that I was seeing was all these women who were like, literally like, I mean, when I started my coaching business, I couldn't even drink. So they're like popping fancy champagne. Like <laughs> I can't even buy champagne at that time. You know I mean? <laughs> but even yeah. more than that, it's like, they're, they're in these luxury lifestyles. Like they're staying in five-star hotels. They're flying first class. I'm like, I've never even yeah. stepped foot in a five-star hotel. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even know if I'd be allowed in there either. Like <laughs> I don't think I'm uh-huh. allowed in five-star hotels <laughs> or the liquor store. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I 
That's so true though. Like sometimes we see, and that was very similar for me when I first started coaching, like being so new to it all. I'm like, I'm going to follow all the big coaches. And it's so true. Like they all had the real designer handbags and staying in five-star hotels. And I was like, oh, I just don't, I just don't get any of this. Like it was so far from my current reality. And I thought, is, is that what I need to have in order to be the coach, you know, that I really want to be, but it's like, I don't need to have that to be the coach that's successful. Like I just need to be myself and live my life and love my own life and love myself for who I am. And that makes me the successful coach. And if I feel like staying in a five-star luxury hotel or buying fancy champagne, I totally can, but only if I really want to do it. Not because, you know, some other one, some other coach on Instagram is doing it. You know what I mean? Right. Not to be in the cool girls club and not to get clients because you want to, which I totally get. And like, yeah, that's the cool thing is what I found when I sign clients is, and I've really started noticing this recently, but I'm sure it's always been this way. They'll say like, when they say why they want to work with me, it's like, I want to work with you to get to 20 K months or 50 K months or whatever the goal is. And then they're like, and I want to work with you because and they'll say the most random things. Like yeah. literally one of my private clients in the last year that signed on and paid in full was like, and I know you're the coach for me because I have white shelves like you do. And I love your white shelves. And I'm like, that's <laughs> so random. But that's like in my boring life, that's something that was fun for me was yeah. ordering the shelves. And like over the last couple of years, I, I end up redecorating them every year. And it's like a project yeah. and it's fun. And it takes me months to do it because you have to find the perfect items. Mm-hmm. And it's like, random stuff like that. Or for some people, it's the phase of life I'm in as a mom with my daughters. For some people it's, um, you know, like my relationship with my siblings that they see or random, random things and people. And then for some people it's like, and I love that your favorite champagne is Vuv, which I didn't even know existed a couple of years ago. Like Uh for some people, it's like, I love how you'll show up without makeup. It's like little, little things that you don't realize people are paying attention to and Mm -hmm. is why they'll hire you. Cause it's like, it's not about being the best. There's plenty of coaches mm. that have the same results as me that have the same client testimonials as me just as successful. Yeah. And we're all a little bit different. Do you know what I mean? Like just Absolutely. we are as humans and that's kind of how you pick a lot of the time. So yeah, that, that's so true. It, it's really about like who you relate to. And it doesn't mean that like, I mean, I'm obviously working with you and I'm not a mom yet, but right. like, there's so many different aspects of who we are that our clients can be attracted to or can relate to. And you're right. It is always just the quirkiest little things. It is always just those tiny little things in our personality or the way that we show up in our day-to-day lives. Like I said, like I honestly love just working in my pajamas and like, I've seen, I've seen coaches talk about like, you have to get dressed every day or you'll never be successful. I'm like, like who made up that rule? Like, why is that a thing? Like if I want to wear pajama pants and make six figures and have like, you know, amazing clients who I love and adore and all of that, then like, I'm totally going to wear my pajama pants every single day of the week. And like, when I sign clients, they're like, it's so funny. I love that you wear pajamas. Like, I feel like you've given me permission to wear pajamas and work. I'm like, well, why weren't you in the first place? You know what I mean? So yeah, and they're like, well, a coach told me I need to be getting ready every day or uh-huh. like a slob and I'll feel lazy. It's like maybe for some people, but if that's not you, then that's cool. You can be in pajama yeah. pants all day. <laughs> make your own rules. That's my thing. I'm like, make your own rules. Who cares? Throw them out. Do whatever you want to do. That's ultimately what you should be doing in business is like just doing what's fun and what's exciting and what just feels so freaking good to you. Like that's, that's the ultimate truth of like, 
growing a business, getting to six figures, working less, earning more, all of that is like following whatever feels good for you, whether it is pajamas or, you know, red high heels and amazing lipstick. It's totally fine. Whichever suits you. I love it. So what's funny is in our conversation, we answered like a bunch of my questions without asking the questions, which is great. (laughs) It kind of makes my job easier because now I have to like cross stuff off my sticky note and (laughs) make sure I'm not missing anything. But I think the almost last thing I want to talk about, and we kind of started talking about it now, is how you're signing clients. You're signing clients without working 40-hour weeks or anything like that, without showing up on a million platforms. Like, I don't know, what are some of your favorite ways to show up and sell and create content? Like, even if it might sound simple with you sharing I think that's so intriguing for people to hear, whether it gives them new ideas or whether it just like solidifies like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. Oh yeah. So I think for me, it was a lot, um, obviously a long time ago, back when I was going to six figures was letting go of feeling like I had to have the complex sales funnels and having to have ads and stuff. All those things definitely work. I'm not putting them down, but like for me, being able to work less is really just at the moment my strategy is just focusing on content and focusing on like my mindset and making sure that my energy is right. So in terms of like, um, actually selling a lot of my selling is done through just Instagram stories or emails or Instagram posts. And a lot of my emails and Instagram posts are just the same. They're just delivered in different formats. So I keep it very simple. I don't try and, you know, be on a hundred different social media platforms. Oh, I also have a podcast, obviously but I'm not really selling on there a lot. So I basically just sell on social media and my email list. And I like it that way because it keeps it so simple. I don't have to stretch myself thin. And in terms of the types of content, just talking to my ideal client, I know it sounds so simple, but a lot of the content that I've been loving is just like thinking about some of the beliefs that my ideal clients have that I know are holding them back or beliefs that go around in the coaching industry that I'm like, Oh, I so disagree with that. Like, Oh no, like there's a better way. There's an easier way. Like, let me share my opinion. That type of content that like is a bit polarizing sometimes. I've been really loving that and leaning into that a lot more, but it's also just sharing what's going on in my life. I mean, I've always done that on Instagram stories, like sharing, you know, my wedding dress story and all of those sorts of things that's going on as well. And it's funny because I often find that those posts actually sometimes do better than the more strategic posts. It's like sharing just what's going on in my life, in my mind, in my business, all of that people really resonate with and just being consistent with it, (laughs) which I mean, I'm sure you can get that advice from any coach. It's like be consistent. But I I truly think that consistency is, is such a key when it comes to really showing up and selling. So for me, yeah, just making sure that I'm I'm being consistent in doing the mindset work, believing in myself, journaling through any of the limiting beliefs that come up because they still come up at every new level. There's, I don't think you can ever be finished with mindset work. And it's just constantly working on myself, prioritizing my life and loving my life, as well as creating that content that speaks to my ideal client and making sure that I'm actually giving call to actions and like, you know, saying, this is what I've got. If this is you, like, you know, it's for you here it is. Come join me. So I keep it that simple. It's really just content and mindset work. I love it. I love that you keep it simple. And I think 
the woman listening to this right now that like is really committed to getting six to six figures, not burning out, getting there can like hear that and odds are she's already doing that. You know what I mean? And that's good. Like you don't have to look for more. You don't need to find more. That's the exact opposite. It's actually the perfect place to be like, okay, like I'm doing all the right things. Now I just get to keep doing it, keep checking in, keep growing, keep getting better at it. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. You don't need to add more. It's just like master what you're already doing. Like don't add more things to the play. Like just make what's on the play even better and focus on it more and play with it more and experiment with it more rather than like trying to add a bajillion things on top. Cause that's usually what people try and do is add more on when it's like just master what you're already doing. Just keep doing it. And also just trust. Like we said in the beginning, it's like trust that it's working. Even when you can't see it, it's like, just trust. I know you talk a lot about like being unwavering and like holding the faith and like trusting it, but that is such a huge key to like being consistent is being consistent in that mindset of it is working. It is working. It is working. That's the perfect note to end on. (laughs) That was the perfect advice to end with. Uh Uh, You guys, normally I would ask Ellie where you should follow her, but I'll just tell you, if you loved our episode today and you're loving these conversations about five-figure months and six-figure years and doing it with ease and not working a ton, I know that you should go listen to Ellie's podcast, which is the Empowered CEO Show. I almost Mm -hmm. nailed that. Is that on (laughs) um, iTunes and Spotify and stuff like that as well, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yep, it is. Cool. So go check out the Empowered CEO Show and follow her on Instagram because she posts great stories, great content, and that is super simple, at Ellie May on Instagram. And we'll link all of it in the show notes so it's super easy for you guys. Um, And we'll also link because I saw you have a freebie on your to-do list, which I love. So we'll link all that stuff. Anything else you can think of, but I think that's where they need to be following you. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Instagram, honestly, I'm always there. I'm like always, always. So come watch me and my dogs and my gardening and you can just see me plan my wedding. (laughs) And of course, lots of great content on like working less, earning more, all of that stuff. So soak up the vibes. Soak up the vibes. I'll be there to see your wedding planning and your wedding. (laughs) I'm so excited. Oh my God. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much, Ellie, for coming on the show today and sharing all of this with my people. I know they're going to love it. Um, And I just appreciate you so much. So thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Goodbye guys. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. But before you go, if this helped you find clarity, feel motivated, or learn something new, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a five-star review on this podcast? It would mean the absolute world to me as this podcast is still really new and it would help other badasses just like you find this show. And that is the most amazing thing I could ever ask for. So thank you in advance for leaving that five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye guys.